Boys and girls, thank you for joining us here tonight at the Elvis Duran Hotel and Casino. This is the main event. In the red corner, weighing in at 175 pounds, with 47 wins and 26 knockouts, he is the people's champion from the Dirty Jers, Worst Assistant Anthony! His opponent in the blue corner, she needs no introduction, weighing in at 110 pounds, 57 wins, 38 knockouts. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the pay-per-view queen, the champion, the crusher, Carla Marie! For the thousands in attendance and the millions listening around the world, it's time to get down and dirty. It's time for My Day Friday! We're just gonna listen is to you that, and say "dead" the whole time. Is that because of that stupid new fight? What? Oh, that doesn't make sense. The Pacquiao uh, Mayweather, not Pacquiao. What am I saying? The McGregor uh, Mayweather fight. Stupid. I like that. Good. You know what? Good catch, Carla Marie. No, it's stupid. First off, welcome to My Day Friday. My name is Anthony. I'm Carla Marie. This is the podcast where, if you're not familiar, you're gonna get to know us pretty well. We were talking about farting last time, uh, but we like to that consider was a ourselves fan favorite podcast. Anyway. We are. Uh, we like to consider ourselves your weekend fluffer, mm. if you will. We like get to stay you, positive, stay get fun. You, get you lubed up. We get you lubed up to right, slide right, right, Ooh, right into that weekend. We have lubed up announcements this week. What? Brought to you by, I wish we could have a, like, KY Jelly sponsor this podcast. What? No, we don't do announcements. We have an announcement of something we're doing. Okay, then I have no idea what we're talking about. Okay. But wouldn't it be cool if KY Jelly sponsored and we could be like, and we're looping you up for the weekend. Sponsored by KY Jelly. Well, we'll talk to know. someone. Maybe make some calls yourself. See if KY Jelly <laughs> likes that idea. What is it like when you call them? I want to know. Hey, Mr. Jelly, I'd like to talk to you about looping up our weekend. We are heading today to a top secret city. Oh, that. Okay. That is the announcement. Gotcha. Can't tell you where we're going. We will be posting on our social media where we are, but not exactly. Clues like, to where we are. Be discreet, discreetly, <laughs> discreeted. <laughs> what? Discreet. It will be discreet. And then on Monday, so only if you're in Seattle, you can win. If you're not, you can just follow along and guess anyway. Or you can tell your friends in Seattle to listen. Yeah. And then on Monday on our morning show live around 9.30 uh, Pacific time, we're going to have people call in and guess where we went. And the first person to guess wins a round trip flight. From SeaTac to anywhere in the continental U.S., thanks to our friends at Delta. Yeah, so it's a place that Delta flies to direct from SeaTac. We could give you that clue. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, this is a lot of fun, and it's something that we've wanted to do for a long time is partner with an airline to do something cool where there's random trips that, to places that we haven't been to. Have you ever been to the city that we're going to? No. No? Okay, I went there once for a couple you hours. You did? Oh, one I time. can't wait to check it off as a new place. I don't even really consider it as a pl- I stayed in a hotel did next a to drink? a sports stadium. Um. And went to a restaurant, like, right by the... We didn't do anything. Notable. It was just for the team that we went to go see. Ew, so there's a sports team in this city. There is a sports team. One of the, I'd say, five major sports. Shush! What? That's a lot of That's a lot of cities. That's a lot of them. Mm. Maybe we're in Salt Lake City. This re- this comment conversation brought to you by Delta. Keep climbing. <laughs> okay. I just wanted to say that. It's not, uh, though. <laughs> so if you follow me on uh, Instagram or uh, Snap. Snapchat... I posted yesterday. I said, hey, if you have any radio questions, I want to do like a radio school thing. 
And we're not going to be able to get to all of them, but we have a lot. And I responded to the people that we're going to get to. Okay. Um, I think it's a fun thing to do because a lot of people have questions as to how radio works. Because there is this, like, smoke and mirror behind the curtain thing that we do in radio. Where you, you never know. You know what it's like? It's like watching a duck on the top of a lake, and it's just kind of floating along. It looks super smooth, but you don't see the little duck's feet going. Yeah, that's what I feel like every morning. Exactly. We may sound smooth on the air, but these little feet, they're going. Yeah, and usually it's you running to the bathroom between songs. I got to pee now. So here's what we're going to do. And right at the end, we're going to actually, we have some audio to play for you that really demonstrates how weird and bad we are at radio when we are under pressure. Because we are normal people and we aren't professionals, okay. people like us better. So here's the first question that I got. Uh, and this is on my Snapchat, at Worst Anthony. It's like when you find people better looking because they're not perfect. Like they're more attractive because things are wrong with them. So it's like- We are a morning like show us. with a lot of things wrong with us. Exactly. So here's the first question. It's from, uh, I'm going to butcher this. It's Aispura, A I S. P-U-R-A was the, the username. On Snapchat? Yeah. Can people just use their names? Um, why is there a clock that always says three minutes and 30 seconds and another with another time in Elvis's studio? Okay. So you can explain this one, Carla Marie. And this is really- What is the other? Oh, okay. So there's well, there, two clocks. There are, there are two clocks. I will say something. For our studio- We don't have We one. don't have one here in uh, our Power 93.3 studio. And most local shows- won't have them. They won't need this. But if you're a big national show. So they're countdown clocks. Now, when the Elvis is live and talking um, nationally, neither of those, you'll see the 3.30 and the 9. They're not counting down. Well, the 3.30 doesn't exist anymore. It does. Oh, it does? Just, just for a second. Okay, sorry. That was a three minute, and that was in the past. That was okay. something different. So the nine, once he hits a commercial break, Elvis takes nine minutes minutes of a break. In that break is commercials and songs. It's, it's mixed. Every station does their own thing. Exactly. The nine minute is the countdown of that. And that clock, the second he hits the button to go to commercials, it starts counting down on its own. And that's how you see how much time you have left to pee and do whatever Coop. you got to do, whatever. The Eat, three fart. minute and 30 second is something that only is for the local Z100 station in New oh, York right, City. Right, right. So uh, two or three times a day, Elvis goes on the air for three minutes and 30 seconds only to New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut, those listeners, through Z100. And that was something we started a few years ago because behind the scenes we were competing with a new local morning show in New York that could talk local when Elvis really couldn't talk about Parsippany High School in New Jersey in their prom. Mm -hmm. So that three minutes and 30 seconds gave him leverage up against this other morning show. I think it was two He didn't really need leverage, though. He didn't, but it was like— It's so much better than anything else in New York. But let anyone else say we're not local. We were. So we took that time. We played less music, one less song. In those spots, no one knew. So anyway, what happens is that clock starts counting down. It actually, when the time runs out on that, because it has to reconnect to the national show, it just does it on its own. So if you ever hear Elvis talking and it cuts out, he'll like just keep talking. It's pretty funny. And he'll just do the Elvis Duran in the morning show. And then he's live nationally. I think that's what's so cool about Elvis's show. Um, There's so many As opposed to things. some of the, the other national shows. And this is what's great about radio is anyone listening, whether it's a local station like us here in Seattle or a national show like Elvis or Bobby, um, when you do it right, the whole purpose of it is to bring everyone listening from wherever they're listening from together in one group. Yes. You're all in this together. So Elvis can do that with cities like Philly and Miami Mm -hmm. and Cleveland and New York and all the the 80 other cities that he has. Um, And then you get your local stuff, your local news, your local weather in that nine minutes. Yep. 
exactly. So you get both. You get the best of both worlds. You still like know what your traffic and weather is. You still hear your songs, your commercials that but might apply to you. Connected through this one. Yeah. So there, there was the first radio question. Okay. All right, I got a couple more of these. So we're gonna actually prove that we know something. Like we may not be good at this, but like we're proving today things. that we know things. Uh, just James Joe. That was his name mm-hmm. on the Snapchat. Do you have to go to college to get a job in radio? Um, does what you learn in college does it help in radio on air versus behind the scenes? And then the next question I got was from KB Hartrum, I think, and it's how do you get into radio industry? Do you have to go? Excuse me, do you have to go to school or an internship or both? So they're kind of similar questions. There, there isn't a yes or no answer to that, I don't think. Well, I think currently in today's um, kind of workplace climate, workplace atmosphere, mm-hmm. you do you need to go to some sort of school that will give you credit for an internship. That is the easiest way to get your foot in the door. But we don't have internships here in Seattle. And a lot of the cities, now they're struggling with that because there's, there's work laws and stuff. They them. have to go around. So Ain't nobody got money for that. The best way, though, is to to go to school for it because then at least you get some experience maybe with your school's local radio station mm-hmm. or some public access station. Well, like, what did you do? I started as a part-timer, which is yeah, another so way. But I still went to school for radio. Of course. Um, but I started as a street team. So if you ever go to, like, the events that you see, parades and stuff, and there's a radio station there, I was the staff that worked those events. So what was your major call to? TV and radio broadcasting. At Seton Hall, it was TV and radio broadcasting, the School of Arts and Sciences. Okay, mine was... At Rutgers, it was journalism and media studies, and you didn't really do hands-on radio at all. You just had like an a, intro to intro media one hundred and one class, and you learn a lot there. So for the person who said, "Do you use any of the stuff you learn in class?" It's a lot of like the laws and the mm-hmm. rules that you you learn. Well, in my radio classes at Seton Hall, we actually like I got to go into a studio because we had a really yeah, good radio did. station. Um, so part of the class was actually in the studio, and the professor I had, I had him for three different radio classes. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually works at KTU in New York. He, like, runs everything there. He does – he backs people up. He has his own shift, and he backs up the boss there. He does a little bit of everything. His name is Bartell, yeah. if you ever hear him on the radio. I worked at the Rutgers radio station, and, you know, I the board, the the thing that we use is so different yeah. everywhere. I mean, I, I learned the feel of that, and I learned – sort of mic etiquette, but if you listen back to my stuff, it's kind of hilarious. Well, I feel like just like it, it does what school does. It teaches you principles, mm-hmm. but if you're not going to learn past that point, you're stuck. You have to learn those principles, hopefully at school or at like a, a technical school like a Connecticut School of Broadcasting or something yep. like that. You learn the skills, the basic skills there, and then as technology advances, you have to advance with it. You know, it's similar to, probably to being a surgeon. You learn the procedures, you learn what to do, but at some point in you your career, cut a body. Well, at some point in your career, technology is going to change or medicine is going to change and you have to advance with that. So it's similar, yeah. I guess. Um, but I guess that's a long winded way of saying there's a lot of different ways into radio. Mm-hmm. Like we have a girl here in Seattle who is on our sister station, Molly. Yeah. She, she was on The Bachelorette. Yeah. She was on The Bachelorette, did a couple uh, episodes of The Bachelorette here in Seattle and they had her on that station. So she kind of was like a fill in host for a while and then they needed an actual full-time co-host, and she had a really good relationship with the host, and it worked out. Yeah, it's it's wild. There's all different yeah. ways in. And and things like Molly, though, it sucks because you see that, and she worked her butt off. Oh, absolutely. And she still does every day. But, like, people see that, and they're like, oh, I could easily just get into it. Like, it's not. It's no. hard. Like, that story is very rare. And for, for every Molly Mesnick out there who is successful in the entertainment business, um, there are probably – 
a thousand reality stars who don't ha- who got used by their show. Yeah. And that was it. And it almost made it harder for them to get a regular job later. Yeah. You know, if and actually uh, our friend Charlemagne said this in his book. If you want to get into entertainment, don't go the reality road because that is a very different. No one's going to see you as as a legitimate personality. Like and we still don't know the full story. But what happened with Corinne and Demario in this past filming of oh, yeah. Bachelor in Paradise, it's still unfolding. But like. Well, for people who don't watch or keep up with that. There was a something that happened between the two of them apparently while filming like few days in it seemed like it was sexual she's saying she didn't consent and that it's not his fault that she was too drunk and the producer should have stopped it and it's just like now both of their names are kind of smeared and oh, they're yeah. out there and it's like you did this for a show that paid you five thousand dollars an episode and you didn't get through one episode like yeah. now what was it worth it this is everything you've built in your life this whole time leads up to now and you ruin it for what there are a couple people um that will randomly message me on snapchat there was one person actually I had a conversation with him a couple months ago um, oh, I remember this. You and he some- actually, I, he messaged me because he had followed us from the iHeartRadio uh, festival Snapchat yes. takeover that we did. Yes. And he just followed our story. And he and was that's like, the first impression he had of the two of us. Yeah. Which was probably the top of our career, getting to host that. Like, it was up oh, yeah. there with the, one of the coolest things ever for us that and we've achieved. His question was something along the lines of like, hey, can you get famous doing radio? And I said, well, if, you're, if your goal is to be famous quote-unquote famous in radio, you, you're in it for the wrong thing. And you'll never be famous. Because you're not going to get a ton of... I mean, there are very few people in radio who make, like, millions and millions of dollars. You've got your Ryan Seacrest, your Elvis Duran, your Bobby Bones, your the guys on The Breakfast Club pro- probably make good money. Um, but in regards to, like, regular but local radio... But the only person we know how much they make is Ryan. Like, he's the only one that's public. Yeah, 20 million. Yeah. That's a lot of money. Like, if he just gave up, like... A little bit of that. Yeah, but I think a lot of people, and this is something we run into with interns and part-timers and stuff now, is everyone wants to have, like, 500,000 Instagram followers and get all the likes in the world, but that stuff doesn't matter. If no. you don't put in any actual work, no one's going to want to work with you. I don't care if you have 10 million followers. If you can't show up on time and edit what we need to be at ed- what needs to be edited, you don't mean anything. Mm-hmm. You, don't, you don't have no value to what we're no. trying to produce. I shouldn't I'm- say you don't mean anything. You mean something yeah, as a person. <laughs> all right. Next questions from our uh, radio school that we're doing. I, I think we should do this like maybe one question a week after this week. I like this. Um, this is from Reggie. And it's two parts. One is not a radio question. Okay. And you're going to appreciate this, Carla Marie. The first thing I got from Reggie was, do you remember my sister from Ski Barn? Her name is Emily. And this you, is to my personal one. There? Yeah. So I worked at Ski Barn on Route 17 in Paramus. Yeah. Uh, at this point, eight years ago, maybe. Do you remember his sister, Emily? I think he's referring to the, em- I think her name was Emily. She was the manager at the time or one of like the assistant managers. Uh, pretty tall, like maybe an inch or two shorter than me. And she had short hair, like really a, a close haircut on the side. Like she had a really cool badass that's haircut. Crazy, I think that's her. It's funny though, because that means she's had a conversation with her brother saying that guy, Anthony on the radio, I worked with him at Ski Barn. Maybe. Well, that was, re- I actually started working at Ski Barn the same exact time I started working for Elvis Duran. So I was just Elvis's assistant, like zero on air, nothing. But there was one guy who was an, another assistant manager there, and he was going to the police academy, but he was like a huge Elvis fan and would talk to me about Elvis's show all the time, and he listened to it more than I did, honestly. Even, cool. though, even though I was working there, because half the time you're yeah. running around, you're not actually listening to the show. He knew more things that happened on Elvis's show than I did at the time. Uh, but Reggie, if that is your sister... I have to wait for you to hear this and then respond to me 
at Worst Anthony yeah. on Snapchat. Uh, but he had another question. He said, there is a radio one. Sometimes on Z100 in New York, the radio personalities will go on air and talk on and on or go on and on about a product. Mm-hmm. It's clearly an advertisement, but they talk about it just like they're in conversation. Do the product or companies they're advertising write the script for them or do they have to write it themselves? So and it's a little bit of both. There is. there, um, And there's two types of – sometimes there are two types of commercials that we do. Yeah. Um, there are the ones it's called like a straight read or everyone calls it something different. It's like you just have to read what's there. Yeah. And if there's something you don't want to say or something you don't believe in, you say, I'm not saying that. Mm-hmm. Like this is my voice and my body. You you say whatever you want really at the end of the day as long as it goes along with what makes sense. Yeah. Then there are ones that are conversational, which we love and we love being told here. These are just the three points you need to hit. Tell your story. And those are the best because it comes from – your real usage and it's always things we use and th- always things we're passionate about and if we don't say that we've used it in the commercial we haven't used it we're just like yeah it's actually it's actually used. illegal according to the FCC yeah. to say to endorse a product and say that you use it when you've never FTC. actually used it huh FTC the Federal Trade Commission is it the FCC FCC too? Federal Communications well, Commission well Federal Trade the Commission the FCC too. training is what we do but <laughs> FTC is the same it's oh, is the it? same thing well the FTC is the whole you have to use hashtag ad on Instagram. Oh. Um, but I will thing. tell you one of the most frustrating things in the radio world is you start working with a client and they're like, oh, we just want you guys to be yourselves. <laughs> Do it as yourselves. Here are some of the copy points. But then you get an email right before you have to record it and it's like a, an exact script and you would never say those words. I'm a cool radio DJ. One there, of them literally said that once. I'm a cool radio DJ and I love hosting house parties. There was uh, one client, and it never aired because I actually went back and I said, I can't read this. And then that was it. Um, but it was like some dating website. Mm-hmm. It was like an elite dating oh, website or something. I remember you had to do this. And they wanted me to say, you know me, I'm always looking for a girl I can bring home to mom. And I was like, I'm almost never looking for a girl <laughs> I can bring home to mom. As a matter of fact, I'm looking for a girl who will take her own Uber home. Okay. <laughs> really, <laughs> but that was um, that was one of those issues where I was like, they they were sold on kind of how right radio works with being yourself and being a personality, and then they wanted to just give you a script. I'm like, I can't do no. that. But going back to Reggie's question, it's the the commercials where we are being conversational. One, you're going to pay attention more whether mm-hmm. you buy the product or not. You're now aware, and it just sounds better because that's the disconnect. That's why people advertise with actual on-air DJs versus just using a random person's voiceover voice. Yeah. And this way we connect better with the audience and that's how radio works well, because then there's money and then... And this audience, the My Day Friday podcast audience, knows us probably better than anyone. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And what's great is you, like, if you're listening right now, you know that both Carla Marie and I, we, we like to go out and have some beers from time to time. Yeah. Uh, we like to travel. Mm-hmm. So, like, think partnerships like our partnership with Delta or our partnership with Not Your Father's Root Beer, those yeah. are, like, they're meaningful to us because those are things we do all the time. And a lot of times it's companies we reach out to, oh, too, yeah. on, our, on our own. Like, hey, do you want to work with us? We're already using your product. Like, mm-hmm. oh, but Deep Eddies came to us, and we made up this whole thing with Deep Eddies, and it was awesome. And, you know and it serves a purpose for people, too. You know what's frustrating, though, is, and you deal with this more than I do, Carla Marie, mm-hmm. is you'll post something because— Along with doing things on the radio, sometimes they ask for social media posts. And sometimes they don't, and I do it anyway because it's an awesome product. But there's always someone that's like, oh, you're just doing this. This is an ad. I can see it. You're not fooling me. I'm not trying to fool you. No, exactly. Also, I'm trying to 
make enough money to do my job. That's how that's how we do this. The whole yeah. industry. If you don't like it, get off social media or unfollow me. Well, but the whole industry works on advertising. That's the only way. That's what I'm trying to say. Exactly. We do this. And now advertisers don't want to just come for radio. They want. They will not sign on unless social media is a part of it mm-hmm. sometimes. And if it's an okay product, if, if there's something I'm like, well, I'm not going to take a picture with that and put it on my social media. Oh, but, yeah. I tell people up front, you're not going to give me like a graphic oh, that says like yeah. post this. No. It's always organic. I always have to have the product. Legally, I always have to use the product. Anyway, like I'm working with Avocado Mattress right now. And they said, hey, do you want, can, do you want to work with us? I'm like, well, tell me about the mattress. It's awesome. You like, know, it's actually, and this is going to sound so lame because I'm not asking you to do a commercial, but I feel like the people listening to the podcast, a lot of them. Listen from the East Coast. Yeah, it's based in yeah. Hoboken, literally blocks from where I moved from. And they're trying to target a Seattle audience right now because they know this is a very green city. And the whole thing about the mattress is that it's supposed to be better for your health and it doesn't have a lot of chemicals that other mattresses have. It's made from natural materials. So they want me to do commercials here, but also social media because it is national for me. And they obviously, they sent me a mattress. I'm not hiding that. And I yeah. posted on social that they sent me a mat, and it was actually no one said anything bad. It was okay. awesome. So many comments. One person was like, "This is probably an ad, but you look like you're having so much fun. I love it." And it's it's because we're not like I'm not drinking booty tea or whatever the hell it crap is. <laughs> uh, I get emails oh, every week. Skinny tea? No. No booty or whatever. B o o t e. Oh, there's also skinny tea. Every week they harass me, telling me they want me to be an influencer for them, and I'm like, "This does your stuff probably doesn't work. It's not going to make me skinny." And maybe one day you decide to test it out on your own and yeah. you're like, oh, this actually works. And then you could be a sponsor. But I can be a tea girl. <laughs> um, here, okay, we have one more uh, radio question. Then we are going to play the uh, the commercial that we tried to record a little bit ago. It's going to play this whole weekend on yeah. Power 93.3. Disaster. For Samsung. And it'll, it'll give you a little insight into how things work, especially if you're interested in why commercials happen and how they happen. Uh, but this is the last question, Carla Marie, from... C done eight. Why are you not coming back to Firefly? <laughs> Which I guess is kind of a work question because we worked Firefly two years ago. We did. We hosted Firefly for Access TV and it was super fun. Like we had so much fun doing that. I would love to do it, but I don't think Access TV is airing. And if they are, they hate us. I don't think they're doing the same thing we did at the time. They're doing this whole festival tour for the summer. Yeah. And they had someone hosted at Coachella and someone at Rock on the Range. And we were the people that did the East Coast one. That it's funny because my my old college roommate, who is now a Delaware State Trooper, cool. is going there. There, keep in mind, and I don't know if I should say this, there are plain clothed cops and troopers there. It's so every festival. don't be a big dumb idiot, because my old roommate will arrest you. Um, it's kind of crazy. But he asked me if I was going because the first time we ever got to be on the quote unquote talent side was really Firefly. Yeah. Like. And they were like, "Hey, um, what do you guys want? Like, we'll bring you food." And we're like, "We'll just, we'll just go get it." Yeah, I, like, I could get my own food. No, it's we'll fine. take you in the golf cart. I'm like, what? No, I'm fine. The golf cart was cool though. Yeah. Um, and fun fact cool. about Firefly. So Firefly, if you look back, Carla Marie, our careers so far was, I don't know if you would call it a turning point, but it, it was, was definitely like a big moment where people saw us as a team and saw that we could host things. Mm-hmm. Carla Marie deleted. The original email yeah. from the people at Firefly. I thought it was just a press release about the concert. And I, I, I went to her one day while we were, after I read the email. And we, and we sat were, by my desk just like you always did. I was like, Carla, did you see this Firefly thing? They want us to host it. And you're like, what? I didn't even read that email. Yeah. So had I not read my email, we would have never had that. No, 
So have. you're welcome, Carla Marie. It's pretty wild. All right, you want to explain what we're about to play? Okay, so we had to record a 30-second commercial for Samsung talking about the new Samsung 360. They're pretty sweet camera that came out, so they literally hand-delivered one to our office, someone from Samsung. And we, yes, this this was a, a paid advertisement. It was, so. and this isn't, though. Not no. being big to tell you about it here. We unboxed the camera. It's sick. It does, like, these 360 views, so you know what the hell we're talking about. That's mm-hmm. what it does. The whole point is it live streams to Facebook, YouTube, or records video, but in full view. Like, you can go look at the video on a Facebook page and turn the video wherever It's you a virtual want. reality camera, basically. Exactly. So we have to do this commercial talking about how when you buy the Samsung Galaxy S8 before June 19th, you get the camera for $49. Mm-hmm. The Samsung 360 is the name seems, of the camera. Seems simple enough, huh? This is what it sounded like when Anthony and I were trying to record it. It's Carla Marie and Anthony, and Samsung just hooked us up with the Samsung 360 just in time for our National Parks trip. We're going to be able to show you 360 views of everything we see. And it's cool because we can live stream right to Facebook. You might see Anthony get eaten by a bear live. No, that's not fun. No one wants to see that. <laughs> yeah. But for right now, you can go get yourself a Samsung. Right now, you can get yourself a Samsung Gear 3. No. Right now, you can get yourself a Samsung 3. Oh, wait. What is it called? It's, just, it's not the gear. Gear is the watch. And right now, you could get yourself a Samsung Gear 360 camera. I don't know. And right now, you could get yourself a Samsung 360 camera for just $49 if you pick up... No. And right now, if you pick up a Samsung Galaxy S8, you get yourself a Samsung Gear... (laughs) And right now, if you pick up a Samsung Galaxy S8, you can get a (laughs) Samsung... And right now, if you... (laughs) And right now, if you get yourself a Samsung Galaxy S8, you can pick up a Samsung Gear. <laughs> Why? Why do I keep saying that? I need to buy the watch because that's why. Well, that's why I keep saying it. <laughs> uh, all right. And right now, if you pick up a Samsung. Rudo. And right now, if you pick up a Samsung. Stop laughing. Get out of here. Go. I just can't do it. All right. And right now, if you pick up a Samsung Gear. <laughs> you can't say you're not laughing and then laugh. And right now, if you pick up a Samsung. <laughs> and right now, if you pick up a Samsung. <laughs> Why do I keep on saying gear? And right now, if you pick up a Samsung Galaxy. Galaxy. I don't know. And right now, if you pick up a Samsung Galaxy S. Eight. Did I talk last? All right. You want me to do it? No. Get out. Anything I could do, you could do worse. No. And right now, if you pick up a Samsung Galaxy S8, you can get yourself a Samsung Gear. (laughs) (laughs) I felt so good saying that one. And right now, if you get yourself a, and right now, if you pick up a Samsung, and right now, if you pick up a Samsung Galaxy S8 before June 19th, you can get. You want to write it down? No. Right now, if you pick up a Samsung Galaxy S8, you can get a Samsung 360 for only 49 bucks. Just like that. Say it. And right now, if you pick up a Samsung Galaxy S8, you can get a Samsung... <laughs> number. Not a word. It's numbers. 360, Samsung 360, Samsung. Okay. And right now, if you pick up a Samsung Galaxy S8, you can get yourself a Samsung 360 for just $49. You're saving $180. Go pick one up right now. (laughs) All right, see, it's not pretty. (laughs) 
That was the worst we've ever had. Yeah. I mean, that took like three minutes to get through that one. And we actually cut out the first part of the commercial, the, the part that you read that was actually read well. Yes. Thank you. I don't know how. Thank you for cutting that out. I'm uh, good. We didn't even read anything. No. that And that was one of those commercials that they wanted to just be conversational. That was There was no script. There was just a couple like, hey, this is what the camera does. If you could talk about it, great. And we knew about it. We didn't, we didn't have any papers, nothing around us. Well, because we actually used it. So that helps. Right. And that's the whole point. Exactly. See, it all comes full circle. Um, What else do we want to talk about? Mail we've, time? we've been talking a lot of business stuff. Oh, yeah. We, we should do mail time. No, wait. Let's talk about the dogs. The dogs? We got tackled by dogs the other day, and I'm still oh, sore. Oh, right. So Wednesday. Go for it. We had our power challenge, and we got surprised. We were told we were being taken to a place where they train police dogs and protection dogs, and that we were going to be tackled by them. And I'm sore. My arm feels like it got ripped off. And the video is posted, is it power933.com? Slash dogs. Slash dogs? Mm-hmm. So it is up there, and the way they do it is they, they, these are highly trained dogs. Yeah. Like, unbelievably trained. They're like world-class, highly trained dogs. Um, and there's a couple different exercises we did. The first was the dog has to find you, and uh, there's an exercise where they basically hold the suspect in place. Like, if you're up against the wall and you're it's standing insanity. there. sanity. The dog sits, it will... Bark in your face, basically making sure you don't move. Yeah. And if you do move, if you try to run, that's when it got, like, gets I you. I can't believe that they can. So we did that, and that was pretty scary. When you have a, a big-ass German shepherd chomping. just barking inches away from your face, and you know that it, it's built and trained to take it's people fun. down. Like, this is a game for this dog. Oh, yeah. So that was pretty scary. But then being chased and actually brought down by the dog, mm-hmm. which I was not brought down because I don't fall. I let it take me down the first time. Um, if you watch the video, Carla Marie, like, her ass goes down I'm hard. So Everyone actually that was there, because there was people filming and whatnot, was like, oh, snap. No, they were like, they, and no, and it was like, are you okay? Like, and then I turned around, everyone was just staring at me. Yeah. No, everyone thought I was going to be, like, crying or something. I was like, what? So they put this big uh, overall thing on you. It's like leather overalls that have like padding on them. Chainsaw mask. Yeah. And then you wear... Uh, basically like a cat climbing, what are those things? The cat tree? Yeah. On your arm. And that's what the dog is going to clamp down on and, and hold on to to stop you from running away. That was insane. And my arm, I, I said it um, yesterday during our morning show, looks like I got hit by a couple fastballs right on the arm because it's swollen. Even though you have Not this, from the dog's Not bite. from the dog. Not, even though you have this protective padding thing, the inside of it is hard. So the dog hits you with, with such force that it forces the hard part of that protective layer against you. And it's like someone's kind of hitting you with a stick yeah. over and over. Um, it was fun, though. It was a lot of It was scary. Probably the scariest challenge thing we've done. I agree. In terms of, yeah, granted, like, things could go wrong when you go skydiving and you plummet to your death. And that sounds really scary when yeah, you think about it like that. Yeah, but skydiving is basically either death or you have fun. This was like, I could lose an arm. But it's a, it's a controlled situation with people when you're skydiving. Yeah. Just like when we got lit on fire... A controlled situation with people and fire extinguishers and uh, um, precautionary measures that are taken. We're basically doing like our own jackass. Yeah. This was, even though they're highly trained dogs, they're still animals. And I love that people are like, dogs are humans too. No, they're animals. Okay? Dogs are humans too. No. They're animals. That's what they, they don't speak. Thank you. To us. Okay. Um. So go watch the video, power93.com slash dogs. And anything can go wrong. Let's say that the dog misses its bite, or I move wrong, which I did, and it almost bit my shoulder off. Yeah. You know, so it's an uncontrolled situation, which is why it was the scariest one we did. Uh, but you want to get into mail time? Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. Mail time. Mail time. Mail time. 
Here's the mail, it never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. Mail! I can't, I can't do that voice. It just doesn't work. Okay. What do we got? All right, so we got a bunch. We're going to save some for next week uh, because this podcast is already running super long. And a lot of them are long, but thank you guys for reaching out. Um, we appreciate it. So Chris uh, from Austin emailed um, to talk about Anthony and his situation in Vegas with his friend. So Chris was oh, listening geez. to our morning show and heard us talk about this. But he says he was messaging you while you were in Vegas. And he says, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas except chlamydia that comes back. Yes. He said that to you. And I guess you said it to one of your friends. And then your weekend did actually turn into a full-blown Part of the hangover where one of your friends went missing. We mm-hmm. talked about that. But then you told me on the air that your friend who went missing told you how much you owed. $900. You owed $900 for what? For one day at the pool party. Not even the hotel. A couple hours. Just the pool. Yeah. Just the pool party. Where you had seven drinks, which I calculated to $128. I may have had more. I don't know. Um, but I definitely didn't have $900 worth of drinks. I'd be dead if I had $900 worth of drinks. And, and Chris is siding with you in that. You shouldn't have to pay the full amount because that's an extreme number and your friend should have told you in advance. So I here's Have you paid him? Not yet, no. Um It's it's tough because that's so if I I should have raised concern before I got there. If I was concerned with the amount of money I was gonna have to pay, because I knew we were getting a table. And a table in Vegas, especially Memorial Day weekend, it's gonna be that's expensive. Stupid money. Like that's dumb. You wasted your money. What did you get out of that? Not you, people and you. What did people <laughs> like you're doing what? I can guarantee you got no meaningful relationship. You didn't meet your husband or your wife there. If anything, you're literally leaving with the disease. You're drinking alcohol that you're gonna pee, poop, or vomit out later, and you're in a pool that's a cesspool of diseases. I didn't go into the pool. It's it's just it's so stupid. I hate it. So when you when you're with a large group of guys, yeah, especially at an they event like that, price. like like a pool party where there isn't a ton of floor space, there's no like open seating. You either buy a table. Or you're going to stand around looking like a big, dumb idiot. Oh, or you sit at a table and look like a big, dumb idiot. Um, but with a big group of guys, it's hard to get into a place like that. Because a lot of the people at the door are using their discretion because they want the most attractive, female-oriented female even- uh, crowd. Because that's what draws guys into a bar. So you dumb, dumb guys went there because they had a female-oriented no, crowd. Well, that's, you spent how much? That's what the, the whole situation is built to... To have guys buy tables Literally, or, bachel- or bachelorette idiots. parties. Dumb there dumb. are a lot of bachelorette parties. There are a lot of butts. Did the bachelorette parties pay, pay that much money? Guarantee you they did. Um, Probably. No way. They charge you dumb dumbs. They're like, <laughs> all right, boobs and butts. Here's $5,000 for you to pay. Yeah, something like that. Idiots. It was probably more than five. The table was probably more than $5,000. That is so ridiculous. You realize, you realize that's not normal, yeah, I'm right? I'm not saying it's... I'm not saying I love the system. I'm just stating what the system is in Vegas but specifically. But why do you fall for the system? It's not falling for the system. You fell I wasn't for it. duped into you it. Were, you were. You clearly were duped into spending nine hundred. I knew. Of your I knew it was going to be a lot of money. Dollars. I knew it was going to be a lot of money. That's not the point. Five hundred dollars is a lot of money to me. Yeah, of course. It's a lot. Of, it's a lot of money How to much everyone. How money are you making that you're about to drop nine hundred dollars on an eight-hour day? Well, that's why I haven't bought lunch in a while. Okay. <laughs> I'm, Gathering my acorns. Okay. Uh, what else do we have for mail time? How to get? I'm a little. You okay there? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh oh, Chris Zambrano, different Chris, emailed us. Hey, morning guys. Listen to the latest episode 
on my Sunday fun day, which turned into me having to drive around for hours for a communion and a barbecue, which sucked. That doesn't but sound fun at all. I think my emails are getting lost in the other four Chris's that I'll email. LOL. <laughs> Just wanted to let you guys know that during my honeymoon in a few months, I'll be able to listen to your morning show live on the radio. Oh, cool. I'm going to be in LA, so he's going to be able to listen in real time. Oh, live time. Yeah, real time. And I wanted to make sure that I would be able to hear you guys while I was there. Keep up the free funny guys. I love it from another podcast. I don't know. Oh, we must have said. I get it now. We must have said we're free. We're free funny. You have to pay for us. Oh, okay, okay. Gotcha. Thank God. Well, $900 from everybody, please. <laughs> we have, everyone we started, has to buy us a table in Vegas. We started GoFundMe to help pay for your table in Vegas. No, I'm, I'm fine. It'll be okay. Um, I'll just stop ordering Cadoba so much. How much do you think you've spent a Cadoba in your life? In my life? Mm-hmm. Way more than $900. I mean, thousands. Just on your own food, not like yeah. buying friends or anything. Yeah. I've been going to Cadoba since I was in college. And I graduated in 2007. So probably That's since 2005, I've been going to Kidobo. 12 years of Kidobes. I heard they're going out of business. No, because I'm keeping them in business. No, they're, they're closing stores everywhere. No, they're not. They're you're, shutting down locations. You're saying that because you Seattle think you're going to get a rise out of me. <laughs> they did shut down all their locations in New York City, though. Why? Um, a lot of times I think that's a fran- like a, there was probably one franchiser or franchisee, I should say, that, that owns a lot of them. And there was probably a dis- disagreement between him and the company. And they had like 10 locations and they all closed down. I think if I was to speculate, that would be my educated guess. Uh, but I've probably spent thousands of dollars at Kidoba. You know how many gift cards I've gotten to Kidoba actually? Former interns. Yeah. My mom put one in my stocking one year. My brother gave you one for helping him. He film paid me in Kidoba. Like $500 in Kidoba for $200, maybe. No, I think it was 100 No, because I remember I had to go buy remember. a bunch of gift cards for him. Oh, you bought them? Yeah. Okay. Well, um, thank you for that. I'm trying to think where I would have spent the most money. Like, what thing like that for me? I got nothing. And here's why I can spend, I mean, Qdoba is also individually is not an expensive meal. But um, I don't buy a lot of new things. I buy sneakers every now and then and Qdoba. And really, I don't, I mean, I wear free shirts all the time. Our friends at the Roosevelt send us a ton of shirts, so I wear those. I buy jeans maybe once every two years. And that's it. I bought uh gross. I bought a couple pairs of socks recently. And I needed new socks because my socks were pretty ratty. You wear ratty. underwear? Yes, I wear underwear. Those I'll I'll buy a new pair of underwear every uh I don't know, every so often. What is so often? It's whenever the 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 underwear I'm wearing now loses its uh elasticity and it starts riding up on you a lot. I feel like you're then I, buy it before. Then I toss it. I remember growing up my brother had underwear that had holes in it. I don't have no, I, I won't do that. Like why? I have socks with holes. I have like one no, pair of socks with holes. No. But I don't wear them. That's like my, if I'm painting or something. You, how often do you paint in socks? I don't know. I have painting. I had to make something up. All right, what's the, is that the uh, only email we have? Yeah, we can hit the rest next week. So go watch the dog video, power933.com slash dogs. Follow us along on our weekend of surprise. Guess where we are. Thanks to our friends at Delta. Keep climbing. I'm I don't know why you're doing their commercials here on the podcast. They're not paying for the podcast. I'm practicing. They're paying to be on Power 93.3. I know, but it's cool because if you listen to our podcast from Seattle, maybe you didn't hear it on the morning show. That's true. And people like when we travel. I don't know why, but they do. There will be another captain's log coming up. No, there's not. So be excited for you that. You can't captain if you don't know where we, you can Real quick, where we are. We are going to say goodbye in a second, but we uh, we had a My Day Friday listener who oh, called oh. into our, our big show. Vicky. And on Tuesday, I believe it was, we had people, we did this thing where... We're trying to get people in the Seattle area to get used to calling a radio station because mm-hmm. there aren't a ton of 
uh, radio stations here in Seattle that ask you for your opinion. Yeah. So that's what we're trying to kind of do. So we said, you know what? If you've never called a radio station before, call us right now. Absolutely. And out of nowhere, we got this call. Power 93.3, who's this? Hi, uh, Anthony. This is Vicky from New York. Hey, Vicky. What's going on? Hi, nothing much. I was listening to you guys because today is my birthday. Happy birthday. Yeah, and I heard you guys talking about wanting people to call in. And even though I've called into radio before, I haven't called you guys yet. Well, thank you for finally calling in. Jeez. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I'm sorry. Guys, I'm at work. I'm totally just, like, outside not doing work right now. I was going to say, are you at, what's it, but it's really hot over there, right? Oh, my God, it's so hot. I'm sweating right now. Oh, you're complaining, and it's yeah. freaking raining and cold here. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. It's supposed to rain later, so I'm, I will enjoy it now. What are you doing for your birthday? Well, celebrated Saturday a little bit, but probably just a nice dinner tonight. Okay, nice. What did you do on Saturday? Yeah. Uh, we actually, I went to an 80s night. It was pretty <gasps> awesome. Oh, nice. Where? Oh, yeah. so jealous. Uh, it was in Porchester, New York, in Westchester. Okay. Yeah, it's but it's um that Jesse's girl. They're, like, in uh, New York City a lot. Yeah, yeah. So. I think I've actually seen them. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're really good. Well, happy, happy birthday. birthday. Oh, thank you. It was good talking to you guys. So happy birthday to Vicky. She's still celebrating this weekend. That's awesome. I Uh, met her the first time we ever met was at an event. Her and her friend Lisa came up to me and they ended up winning whatever tickets our uh, gift card I was giving away. It was crazy. Yeah, they've come to a couple of our events. I know I I met them at um, Z100's All Access Lounge for Jingle Ball. Yeah. That was when you introduced me to them. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's a, a good lesson for anyone listening to the podcast right now. You could always listen to our show live. Yes. Monday through Friday at 6 to 10 o'clock. Um, in the morning on the West Coast. So maybe if you're on the East Coast, you can listen at work. But you can always call in, too. It doesn't matter. We're not only asking people in Seattle to call. No, call for anything. Wherever you are. I know uh, Chris in Texas has called a couple times. We have gotten a couple different calls. I know we've had a a few My Day Friday listeners on Dirty Little Secret. So you can always be part of that, too. Listen, you could have done anything in the world with your weekend, with the past, whatever, 42 minutes that you've spent with us. Um, But you chose to hang out with us. So thank you very, very much. We appreciate it. Um, you could follow along this weekend at Worst Anthony on everything. At the Carla Marie. All right. Peace out. Bye. They want you unhappy. They want to finish you. They want you to lose. So what we're going to do is be the greatest ever.